Welcome to another episode of We Don't Die, where my goal is to give you evidence that although our bodies will disappear, we survive physical death. Every episode we explore this topic with men and women who have some incredible stories to share with us, and many have made their life purpose sharing about the reality of life after death. I'm your host, Sandra Champlain, author of the international bestseller, We Don't Die, A Skeptic's Discovery of Life After Death. I am thrilled to continue a conversation right now with Peter Anthony, who is also known as the Palm Springs Psychic. Now, I have to be upfront and honest with you. I base my life on integrity. I just spent the last half hour doing an interview with Peter and I thought, well, that was it. That was a nice interview. But then we discovered there's so much more we need to talk about. So if you missed the first part where Peter talks about uh, what he's up to, a bit about his television show he's working on, um, his work um, into the paranormal, his near-death experiences, that is episode number 003 and so even though this episode is how to take some of his principles and put them into your life and whatever else he wants to talk about I don't want you to miss the first part and that's 003 but this episode will be complete unto itself and so I'm thrilled once again Peter welcome back to We Don't Die. Thank you thank you thank you. <laughs> Anytime. And I think one of the most important things that you're saying here and that the audience needs to understand is that we don't die. And I it took, as I said, death for me uh, on an operating table uh, and given a death sentence of three months to live oh, to God. completely change my life around. And every moment of my life from the moment I healed until where I am today became the most valuable moment of my life. And one of the things I want to talk about, and, and, and part of why I think we're connecting on the second uh, interview here is, you know, when you cross over, and for those of us who have crossed over, you can, can relate to this, but part of what happened on my near-death experience was that I learned that worldly knowledge is one of the most important things that I experienced. In other words, I was able to tap into what we call collective consciousness. But what I tapped into was the Darwins, and what I tapped into were the Da Vinci's and the Nostradamuses and the Cheros, the wow. Shakespeare's. What I tapped into was my math teacher and my English teacher and my history teacher. Imagine all that running through your mind, and you're learning everything Instant second by instant second, from moment from moment to split second to split second. That's how powerful this was for me. And then I also learned that we all on this planet must learn to let go of judgment. And the thing for me, for those of us who've been raised religiously, as I was born and raised Catholic, mm -hmm. judgment became the number one priority, and guilt was the second. Right. And these are methods that have been used for thousands of years to control consciousness. And what I learned, and not discrediting any of the religions and any of the churches, but the overall writing theme was not judgment, but love. And if you live your life in love, and if you're not religious, all you really have to tap into is just being a good person day in and day out. That is your job on this planet. Say Nothing that again. Else. Say that again, because what's going through my head, because <laughs> you say judgment, and I don't care that I've written the book and I've done some great things. I look up in the morning, get up in the morning. First of all, I hit the snooze button, judgment there. I get up, there's a mirror in my bedroom. I'm overweight, 
gray hairs peeking through, still single at the age of 48. Judgment, judgment, judgment. And now, how how does one just love? So if you could just repeat that and take, and I know I'm not alone on this self-judgment, by the way, but how do we do that? First of all, you have to, and we go back to the very basics of of, of the near-death experience, love. Okay. It goes back to, we have a two-choice, uh, what I call it, um, uh, a duality consciousness or, or, or a two-choice fold in terms of thought. You either love or you fear. You're either uh, greedy or you're gra- you are, are, be- are living a life of gratitude. You're either, um, um, you know, um, um, a- achieving success or you're living success. Okay. So if you understand, so once you learn that, I, I go back to the word gratitude. You know, every moment of your life has purpose. I did a lecture, and I had a 90-year-old man who the entire three-day weekend just sat there with his arms folded until it was time to let go of the anger and the judgment that we had. And at the age of 92, he lost everyone. And in this exercise, he realized that his children and his wives and his family, there was just so much dislike towards Hmm. and he learned in this to let go of his anger and his judgment and his choices and he stood up and brought the audience tears and how much he appreciated the lecture and he wouldn't sit with anyone he wouldn't talk to anyone he behooved the entire Mm three-day workshop and he was the one that changed everybody's lives and he said I have to let go of judgment of myself I have been living a life of perfection, and, every, and I criticized everybody. And that's what we're geared to do. Collective consciousness teaches us that if we're not the in-shape woman on the cover of the magazine, or mm-hmm. we're not men's fitness and men's health, then we are no value. And so what happens is when you learn to appreciate the 48-year-old woman who has brown hair and who might be a little bit overweight, when you say, thank you for letting me have this beautiful body, thank you for letting me have this intelligence, and thank you for allowing me to do something on this planet, rather than having an attachment or judgment to the weight and the hair and being single, Mm -hmm. we turn around and say, thank you for these gifts that you've given to me. And what begins to happen? is you began to lose the weight. You're talking to someone here who is 5'8", who used to be 208 pounds at a 38-inch waist, and now I'm still at 150 pounds of the 29, 29-28 waist, and I have 10% body fat. Wow. Once you learn to love what's been given to you, the body, the weight, all that will change. And am I beautiful? No. But I love me, and I'm glad to be alive, and I'm glad, as I said, that I can walk and see again. And every day when I see a hummingbird, I'm grateful. Every day that I take a step with my dog, who is blind, I'm missing my dog, I'm grateful. So turn those thoughts into gratitude and watch the judgment release itself on you. Did you just say you're your dog seeing eye dog? I am my dog seeing eye dog. I rescued this dog. <laughs> I, I did listen to everything else you said, but then I just got this vision. <laughs> I rescued this dog who was about to be put down one hour, and I, I just thought I have to do something here. And he was blind, and he was a police-trained dog, and he was given to an abusive owner. And I psychically found this dog and when I was in London, and I came to the States and made phone calls and rescued this dog, and he saved my life nine times. Um and, yeah. you know, so everything, even your animals have purpose in your life. Sure they do. Well, th- And I did listen to everything you heard. And what I heard for myself, and it's it's a whole new spin on how to get somewhere. You know, I mean, meaning losing weight. Everybody's thinks 
it's so natural to think, you know, if the weight's gone, I'll feel better and I'll be more attractive or whatever. But to actually put in loving Sandra first, because the thing is, is even though I don't admit it all the time, I still would rather be me with even with all my faults than anybody else. I mean, I think we can all say that we all have great things about us, but I've never actually made it a practice or even look to see how I can start with self-love. So thank you for that. And I think, well, let me go a step further. Which would you rather be at peace with where you are today with your weight, or do you want to be at fear or anger at your weight? And the first thing I learned to do with the great trainer, he said, throw that damn scale away and don't look at it. I want you to be happy with you first. Yeah. And I did it. And I went from 200-something pounds, I weigh 150. And you should see the way that I look. And so it's not that I'm addicted to body, but I understand that it's body, mind, and spirit that are one. And I can't do one of those without the other. You see, most of us on a spiritual world, we focus on the spiritual. But we forget about the body and we forget about the mind. You cannot do any of this spiritual work unless all three operate at the same time. Hmm. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense. And it and, okay. it, and it really sounds like... Um, if we're given to think thoughts of judgment and guilt, like to catch myself in the act and then put in something else, you know? Well, it's about money as well. You know, we look at, you know, what's going on in, 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 in the world today, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and especially in the, in the United States. And, you know, I hear so many people come to me, well, I have my master's and I, you know, my PhD and I'm now working at, you know, at McDonald's or I'm working at Petco because no one else would give me a job. And rather than bemoaning that, Thank you, God, for the income for right now, and love what you do until what you love comes along. Mm. Do you see the way the thought energy changes in our thought system? Love what you're doing until what you love comes along. And I guarantee, as we say back home in Texas, your (laughs) life will change. (laughs) Well, it will. I mean, it's just, I've seen people who have act, you know, there was, (laughs) I probably will never see this woman again, so I can tell her story. But a very overweight woman I sat next to on the airplane, one that took up two seats, and she was reading a Harlequin, you know, book. Love, romance love novel. Romance <laughs> yeah. novel, yeah. But her makeup was just perfect, and her hair was nice, and she was dressed nice, and that woman exuded so much mm. confidence and self-love and she spent the whole flight telling me about all the men all the relationships all the fun all and i thought wait a minute you know and it just that's what you're talking about you love yourself you know and and when you love yourself you exude an energy and people are attracted to energy they think they're attracted to physicality but after the sex and after the romance, what keeps a relationship going is the energy. Yeah, I like that. The conversation, the communication, the mind-to-mind. And that's why it's so important to find people of kindred connection. Mm-hmm. And when we don't do that, we find someone to, to umbrella us. We find someone to correct us. We find someone to love us. And I don't go in with that principle. I go in with, you know what, I'm here to be a vessel of love. And I'm here to be an instrument to be used on this planet. And may God use me in the most perfect way. Mm. And it just people show up. That and I'm it. happy to be single now. And it's you, great. <laughs> well, um, 
thrilled you are. And I, I'm really actually, I'm actually thrilled I am where I am. I, I have this instinct that there I'll be all dressed up on a stage in front of 500 people and some lucky man will be in the audience and go, that's the one for me. But it will be when I'm doing what I love and sharing what I love and when I'm giving and, you know, like really radiating me. So, Well, I think of this as an important thing. You know, spiritual uh, is the Greek word for spiritus, which means blessed with spirit, Mm -hmm. enthusiasm, passion, passion. And that's what we need to be doing on this planet. We need to be passionate about something. You know, I don't care what that is. You know, I became passionate about rescuing animals and helping, um, you know, the SPCA and being a part of helping the animal kingdom and children. So, you know... As I said, so find what you love. You know, if you're working at um, at an office desk that you absolutely just detest, okay, that's okay because that's where you are at this moment, and this shall pass. But as I said, if you start loving what you're doing and honoring your job with integrity, watch what happens. Watch how the universe works in favor. And I teach this with all my clients. You talked about the plus size girl on the airplane. I did a plus-size workshop, mm-hmm. three-day, on spirituality, and let me tell you, I have never had a more enthusiastic audience. Mm-hmm. I could not begin to tell you that, how much they appreciate it, and it just made me adore the plus-size community. So it's, for me, it was, it was a great lesson. Oh, that's great. Now, seeing as this yeah. is our second of two interviews, the floor sure. is yours, and I know you had said that there were some things you, um, you want to share, so you've got the stage my friend where are we going to go next all right what i want to go into is that what happened to me in my near-death experience not only did i see my life before me meaning this particular current life but i also saw all of my past lives from the 1600s to the 1700s through all the way up to world war ii and i began to realize that there is a spiritual thread that begins from the moment that we start life. And that in every lifetime, we come back with authentic purpose. And through all those different lifetimes, we kind of forget why we're here. And we come back and repeat lessons until those lessons are learned. And sometimes the lesson is is learned about our loving ourselves. Sometimes it's learned about um, uh, being rich. Sometimes it's learned about being poor. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you've come back a king. Sometimes you come back homeless. But our problem, the, the, the journey of this, of this uh, event that's unfolding is there's a spiritual DNA that starts from the very beginning, that we, the very moment we stepped onto this planet centuries ago. And we are here to complete that. And so an example, like you're a writer, well, you may have in one of your lifetimes not completed your, your, your abilities as a writer. Maybe it was due to alcoholism. Maybe it was due to a marriage. In this lifetime right now, especially for the baby boomers, it is important to understand that you've been given a gift to come back and do something with the shift of consciousness. And that is what is going on right now. There is this thing called the cardinal cross in the sky. And I find that interesting because when you go back to the time of Jesus, there was a cardinal cross in the sky, meaning there's an actual cross in the sky. Hmm. When you go back to Moses, there was a cardinal cross in the sky, an actual cross in the sky. When you go back to Noah, there was a cardinal cross in the sky. How interesting that we had a movie this past year about Noah. Yes. And how interesting that we have a movie coming out in fall uh, in, in, in Christmas Day, directed by Ridley Scott, about Moses. And we are getting a chance to review the rise and fall of civilizations. 
And it is our time right now as baby boomers and for those of us who are 40-plus to make a difference on the planet now. And that's why these spiritual seeds are awakening all over the planet. And people like you and people like me, we are the crusaders. And we are gathering people to listen to our words. And, you know, we have to become the beacons of light. And that's what I learned when I crossed over. We are the beacons of light. You know, where two or more are gathered on sacred places, on sacred word, the shift will begin. And so what I've said to my audience is what I learned when I crossed over, it is the combination of religion, it is the combination of New Age thought, and it is the combination of science that will save this world. And the other thing I learned on my, at my near-death experience, that it is feminine consciousness that will save this planet. Women. Think of where we are right now. Think of where our politics are right now. Think of what's happened with Planned Parenthood. Think of all the abortion clinics that are being destroyed and all the laws that are being passed with voter suppression. It is feminine consciousness that changes collective consciousness. And what I mean by feminine consciousness, not necessarily women, but people who are compassionate, people who are loving, people who are doing the work of God will change the planet. Mm. And what's really happening is there is some kind of tug-of-war going on with the masculine consciousness and the feminine consciousness. This next election rides on, on women. Gotcha. And so if you understand that women are actually here, for thousands and thousands of years, women have been treated as second-class citizens. And for the first time in history, women are at the most powerful point of changing the entire planet. And it begins here in the United States. And if we become the citizens of change with feminine consciousness, imagine the domino effect all around the planet. So we have to get more women in power. Sorry, men, but that's just the facts. <laughs> But feminine consciousness is what I'm all about, meaning a woman will think twice before she sends her son to war. Men will do it because of integrity, and, 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 it's, and, it's, and it's, you know, we are here to defend the United States of America. But, you know, lives have been lost because of war. Right. And we need to stop war and negotiate and think about consequences because one day could create a whole world of events that would just be unstoppable for centuries, for decades. So... Again, you go back to the principles. What I learned in my near-death experience is that from the year 2007, when we began this cardinal cross and Pluto and Capricorn, the rise and fall of every civilization, that if we've been given until the year 2022 to make a shift in all of our consciousness. That's why all these conflicts, you know, women's rights and gay rights and the, the, the border uh, conflicts that are going on right, right now right. are all being presented not as conflicts, but for us to witness the truth so that we can make the changes. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I think there's some pretty broad things with a lot of people. Um, like I can't possibly be the one to make that kind of change. But I think early you had said that even But we do. Home, we can. We start with us first. Well, that's it. That's it. You know, you say, well, you know, what's well, happening in China has nothing to do with me. Well, it takes but a moment to pray for China. Oh, and we do know power of prayer is a very real thing, and that's been documented that um, lots of healings have occurred through prayer. So there's no, it's nothing wishy-washy or woo-woo about that. It no, but let's take it to an, another step. Not only is prayer energetically powerful, but so is meditation. Mm. It goes back to thoughts become things. When I'm in a meditative state, I don't ask about the money, the job, the, the, the love, any of that stuff. How may I 
be of service, God. I ask in your name, amen, and watch how the universe shows up for you. You see, the thought of that is it gets you away from the job, the career, the money, the love, the weight. But if I'm here to be of service, the frequency of that thought goes up to the heavens. And we have a 202 down in Palm Springs, over, over. We have a 202, please send angels down in Palm Springs, over. And as opposed to the, you know, I want the relationship and I'm all by myself, that's a low thought energy. Right. And changing the thought frequency to a higher frequency will only bring to you higher consciousness and higher people who are doing higher results. Peter, can I ask you a question unrelated sure. to this? I just I know some of the listening audience have um, recently lost a loved one, and yes. with you know, and I don't know if in your near death experiences if you experienced any, but you knew on the other side, or if just being from a psychic, you have any words of wisdom that we see them again, they're okay, or any anything in that arena. Absolutely. One of the reasons why I'm doing PSP, the paranormal uh, show, uh, Palm Spring Saki, is to tap into that our loved ones never go away. And once we change our thought system, our thought frequency, and get into a place of gratitude, we'll begin to see the other side. The only difference between those who are not seeing it and, and such as someone like myself who's seeing, seeing the people on the other side, it goes back to thought. And so, you know, I always say, okay, my sister, I lost my entire family. I'm, I'm, I'm it. I'm the person Literally? that... All of them. Father, mother, uh, uh, um, uh, brother, sister, uncle, grandmother, grandfather. You're talking to the person, many of my oh. friends call me the Jackie O. I am it. And, but, you know, I've learned to understand that this, my sister, who was my best friend, is with me daily. And when I go through my conflicts, I ask for Cecilia to show up. And I have a dream, and there she is. I wake up, and I see this blue orb all around me, and I sense her, her loving spirit. They never go away. What we don't do is we don't ask for their guidance and their love and help show me what you want me to do. You're on the other side. I call upon you. And all of a sudden, the window blows, or the, excuse me, the, window, the, uh, the wind blows in the window, yeah. or the candle goes out. They're letting you know that they're there. But what happens, we get freaked out. Oh, my God. And we change the immediate thought frequency. <laughs> we do that, that don't we? Let's yeah, we go to logic. Well, that uh -huh. can't be, and that's not them. And we change it. So what I'm teaching my clients to do is when, that, when your loved one crosses over and comes back to you, allow that energy to talk with you and spend time with you and listen. Listen with your heart and watch and listen with your eyes. It will happen. And talk to them. I talk to my brother. I talk to my sister. I talk to my grandmother who I adore. Um, she was a psychic, and she wow. taught me how to connect to Mother Nature, to talk to the birds, to talk to the hummingbirds. And so it, again, goes back to frequency. You know, my neighbors always fascinated and shocked that I take walks that hummingbirds follow me. They follow me and my blind dog. It has nothing to do... <laughs> that is so sweet! Well, as there are the bats. I have the fruit bats here that follow me when we go on uh -huh. a walk. I have a... Uh, a spotted hawk that also follows me. And so people look at me like, oh, my God, this guy's kind of kind of odd. And, you know, I've begun to understand that bats are attracted to frequency, as are hummingbirds, as is Mother Nature. Wow. So learn, it goes back to you're nothing more than a TV antenna huh. or a knob on a radio station that's not focused in on the right channel. And if you just turn that knob just a little bit, and it goes back to gratitude, goes back to love, goes back to how I may be of service, then God, universe, Mother Nature will show you the signs. 
The other thing that I learned on my near-death experience, and many of you are already experiencing this, the 333, the 222. Yes, yes. The 777, the yes. 1111. Right. Say, talk These about that. These are our moral codes, and they're happening at the strangest intersection. You may be at a stoplight, and all of a sudden you see a cab with 444. Or, you know, all of a sudden your computer just spots up and zero financing and zero down and zero um, right. zero limitations on it. That is a number called the God consciousness. And at that moment, God is speaking to you. And it's happening all around the world. I have people from Brazil and, and Romania and London and, and uh, Toronto and Vancouver, uh, uh, down in Sydney. Why am I seeing 333? These are moral codes. What are you doing in your life? You know, what? that you can change. I, okay, so 333 is my number. When things, 333 is the Christ consciousness. Okay, so that's a great thing. Yes, the 333 means, I, you know, where two or more are gathered, you know, the multitudes. When we go out, how may I be of service to the planet? When you think of the, the number 33 or the 333, it is an angel code. It means it's ruled by Gabriel and Michael, the archangel. Call upon your archangels when you see these codes. What are you teaching me? What are you showing me? And the messages will come. It's they come so in daily. I I you know, just even though I don't didn't know that about the numbers. I mean, I've had some seriously bad days or things happen or even just last week I my day job is I work with race car teams as a chef um and provide hospitality for them and it was just really having a bad day. Well, all of a sudden a race car goes by the the parking lot that had a 33 on it. It's like right. Okay, no no race cars are going through the parking lot, and suddenly it has that number, and it's like, it just, to me, even though I didn't understand Christ consciousness, it's like a wake-up call to there's something else going on, Sandra, you're just where you need to be. But Trust think about system. what Christ did. He walked to the multitudes and spoke to the masses. He spoke truth. And we go back to the garlic theory. Back then, they either loved garlic or they didn't, and right. those who didn't decided to persecute. And that's where we are. We are in a divided consciousness right now. And how we tap into the awakening, the 1111, is that it goes back to going back to how may it be of service. We as a collective whole are focused on money. Yes. Thou shalt not have false gods before me. Does that make sense? We are addicted to money. We're addicted to oil. We're addicted to reality mm -hmm. shows. We're addicted to the Kardashians. You know, we're addicted <laughs> to Duck Dynasty. You know, yes, yes, and yes. we should be loving and caring and kind. You know, we have uh, children on our borders that need our help. Think about if this were happening to you. Oh, I know. Do you, you see what I'm saying? So it goes back to our past life. We have been that child in the past life. Let us not forget that. Right. We've all been immigrants. Let us not forget that. And that's what I experienced on the other side. I got a chance to see humanity at its best and humanity at its worst. And we're at a twofold choice this year. You know, what are we it's called the rise and fall of civilization. Think about it. when you watch the news, you know, Russia, you think about uh, you know the storms and the and the environment. You know, it only takes one event to to, to be the bullet hurt around the, the the planet. And so that's why the Crusaders on this that I'm speaking to today, and you know who you are. Yeah. You know I'm talking to you. It is your job to get out of self and get into being of service. And, and again, one person can make a difference on this planet, and, and that is you. as a bonus, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> about you, but I feel at my very best when I'm making a difference for another. So we all have within us a passion, 
a hidden desire, something that makes us feel good, give it away, make a difference to someone else, and in turn, you'll get great things right back. And Peter, believe it or not, there's only like a minute left. Is is it crazy how fast this goes by? But you see how when there's a loving connection and energetic connection, you know, the time accelerates. Yes. So as a reminder to our listener, um, Peter Anthony can be, you can go to his website, PeterAnthonyVisions.com and find out more about him. And anything else you want to say, Peter? I do. I want you, for those who love garlic, and you've heard me mention this before. They heard you say garlic in the first episode. Yes, but I'm saying, you know, my book, Keymaster, you either love garlic and or you don't. Right. For those of us who want to see what I've talked about in the near-death experience and how I changed my life and how I got to this thing called success through abundance, through abundant thinking, go and read my book. It will change your life. You will laugh. You will cry. You will care. Thank you so much. And a big virtual hug from here to Palm Springs. My new BFF, Peter Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) And as a reminder, I'm Sandra Champlain. I'm your host. And I believe life is an education for the soul that you're here on earth for a reason. Make a difference. You're never too old, doesn't matter how old you are, to make a difference. And I want to encourage you to go to our website, we don't die radio.com. Um, there's a place to listen to past episodes, hear more about or read more about Peter. And even if you know someone who'd be a perfect guest for the show, I'd love, love your input and yours too peter so all that being said i wish everybody a great rest of your day and we'll be right here on the next episode bye-bye 